0: Welcome to Fright Night. She just goes a little mad sometimes.
1: Wolfman's got
0: They're coming to get you, Barbara.
1: Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. They're all gonna laugh at you! I'm listening to the Jersey calls.
0: Hey, everybody!
1: What's up?
0: And welcome back to another episode with the Jersey Ghouls.
1: That's right. And tonight we are celebrating arguably one of the most special things in life. And that is your mother.
0: <laughs> Yo mama.
1: Your mom. Your mother. on. dami, gwaii. Gwai, gwaii. Do this to me, dami. Gwaii, dami, gwaii. She did make my list, but that's why I wanted to shout her out. Oh, I didn't even think
0: of her. That's such <laughs> what, a... <baby>? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, Exactly.
1: Nick, she guilted him hard. Um, so, yeah, so tonight we're going to change our format a little bit. We're going to try to just talk to you about some of our great and not-so-great uh, horror moms. Yeah, we'll do a little ghoul talk tonight. Yeah, so i trying a little something new.
0: So, um, I have a list... Of 10 good and 10 bad. Now, I didn't rank them in any sort of order as far as, like, number one is the best and number 10 is the worst kind of thing. Because that just was too much. But I did make it through. I have 10 good, I have 10 bad, and I have three honorable mention. Mostly because I put them in honorable mention. They were both good and bad. You couldn't really say one was, you know, good or bad. Like, they kind of walked the line of good and bad.
1: I did something a little differently. I kind of just went a little ranking of... I, I came up with like a list of 10 to 15, and I ranked them from greatest to worst. I think we should just jump right in, and we'll see how our, our lists match each other.
0: Yeah, that sounds good. Do you want to start with good or bad first?
1: Uh, let's start
0: with bad. It's more fun. So my the first one on my list for bad is Mommy from People Under the Stairs.
1: Yeah, she's on my list too. That's a good one. She's She's terrible. She is so creepy and she's so evil and so domestic violencey.
0: <laughs> yeah, she's she's up there with the worst of the worst. I'll give this little disclaimer out. Not everyone on my list are technically the birth mothers of the people, but the mother figure.
1: Oh, and I think that's fair.
0: Okay, so we both have Mommy from People Under the Stairs on our list.
1: Okay, so my next one for worst is um who, someone who I think like is high up there in worst and Norma Bates. Okay, she didn't make my list. So here's, what's interesting is that technically speaking, if we're only going by the psycho movie, we only know what she was or wasn't like through Norman's eyes. And obviously he's a complete, you know, psychopath, so it's hard to say, but it's I'm going to bet, and I'm going to leave the canon of the TV series, which I love, out of it. But I'm going to bet that she was abusive. I'm going to bet that she was controlling. I'm going to bet that she very much put that in his head, that, like, he was dirty and women were dirty. And so I figure, like, she's she's a perfect choice for, like, a domineering shitty mom.
0: And I feel like in the book that is more um, – I think mean, that's discussed. I, I'm I'm almost positive that that's – her her relationship or her at least influence is, is much more developed within the book.
1: Oh, good. Okay, yeah, because she sucks. I mean, I think it's safe to say that she's a big part of why he's so cuckoo. Okay, so go ahead, your turn.
0: Okay, so I have Tiffany from Bride of Chucky slash Seed of Chucky. Oh,
1: I didn't even think of her. That's a good call because
0: she definitely she she's up there with pretty bad. She's
1: <laughs> yeah, she's she, pretty bad. Yeah, like
0: that—that's a lie, cheat, steal, murder, set you on fire kind of woman. You know, demonically okay. take your body and to hell with Jennifer Tilly because Tiffany's coming through.
1: Yeah, no, she is not a good mom. I have a lot of role models on this list. She's definitely not one of them. That's a good call, though. I didn't even think about her. That's funny. All right, my next one, and I think you're going to like this one, is Vera from uh, Dead Alive.
0: She made my list as well. There's certain mothers, uh, certain of these bad moms, they're going to... like. They are the go-to, you know, there's a handful of them that there's instant, you know, that's a terrible mom. And I think Vera is in, she's in that category of, of the worst of the worst. I have her, like I said, on my list as well. And you don't get more domineering, controlling. um, I mean, the fact that at the end of the movie, when she's that like gigantic, you know, dead monster, giant zombie thing, she's trying to pull her son back into the womb.
1: I know and you know what's what's crazy about her though too is that like her level of crazy is so mom oriented I don't know if that makes any sense but like as a mom you do secretly somewhere deep down always secretly wish they were just like I can't tell you like how how upsetting it is that my girls are at the age where I can't like hold them anymore so it's like It's weird, but it also makes me cringe because it's, like, mom horror in that, like, she takes that secret desire we all have to have our kids be babies again, and she takes it to the next level.
0: I'll trust you on that one.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you're going to have to. You're going to have to trust me. I'm sorry, but it's true. We all just super want our kids to just be babies again. You ready? You got another one?
0: Yeah, Yeah. I've got another one. Um, Mrs. Loomis from Scream 2. Oh,
1: it's a good one, too. Damn, you thought of so many that I totally forgot.
0: I tried to go outside the box. I will say up until like the maybe like I had two or three spots left to fill and not even for for both of them, but like I had two or three spots left to fill. I will admit I had to go to the Internet in the end. I can safely say that most of these I came up with on my own. I did have to dip my toe into Google just a little bit just to finish out my lists.
1: So what was weird is that my good mom list – is like packed, and these are you're definitely going to argue me on some of these because some of these are not good people, but I think they're good mothers. Enough. Um, whereas my worst list, yeah, I tried to avoid going on the internet, and I only have five. Like I don't, I have only one more for my worst list. But yes, it, the Loomis mom is Billy's mom is such a wacko, and again, a weird kind of I get it vibe. <laughs> no, I
0: I I can see that. I mean, she only- is a. She's of the mindset of, you killed my son. Yeah. You know, your, your mother destroyed my marriage and you killed my son. I, I can't technically argue with her logic.
1: Yeah, no, it's true. And I also feel like if that were me, I'd have nothing left to lose. So I'd probably get weird too. I'm, I'm willing to admit that. But um, <laughs> I love Laurie Metcalf too. I, lo- I always liked her. Yeah. Yeah. So she's a good one. Yeah. So what's your next? My next one is uh, Margaret White from Carrie.
0: She's on my list as well. Yep, I'm going to check her off because I've got her too.
1: And again, I am so scared. So my other one that I'm going to throw in with uh, Carrie's mom is Joan Crawford's Mommy Dearest because I know it's like such an on the cusp of whether or not that's actually horror. But they both have the same thing, which is just like a super scary, powerful vibe. But Margaret White scares me more because she's like all religious and she like hides all the terrible things she does to her kid behind her religion and it's so messed up.
0: Yeah, I think it's a very good case against organized religion,
1: <laughs> <laughs> or at least fanaticism. <laughs> you know, either one. <laughs> potato, potato. <laughs> um, oh man, it's so funny how I'm the closest to something like a like a faithful Christian we have in this on this podcast. Yep, because um, that says a lot. That that rounds out my worst list. Okay, now I I got
0: to a full ten. So okay, so I'll go through I'll go through the rest of mine. Okay. I've got Mother Firefly from House of a Thousand Corpses.
1: She's on my best list. Oh, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Because, okay, hear me out, though, because I thought about this one, because I have a feeling all of your worst are going to be on my best from this point forward. Okay. I put Mama Firefly on my, my, my good list because, number one, she technically, when you look at the movies, doesn't kill anybody. Number two, again, it's a mob who protects her kids. Even if your kid, listen, I'm going to keep it real for a second. If one of my kids grows up to be a serial killer, I full well might cover for him. No, and we talked
0: about that in our Ginger Snaps episode. You said that if your girls were like, yo, some shit went down. You were like, cool, pack the car. We're living a new life in Canada.
1: A hundred percent. So I mean, and again, I know I'm being very loose with my definition of a good mom here. But when she goes to prison, she she does she dies protecting her family in uh, the Devil's Rejects. Yeah,
0: okay. There's there's merit in Mother Firefly. I mean, we you know how I feel about the Firefly family. Yeah. So there's no,
1: you know, I put her
0: on the bad list. But truly, we know how I feel about that family.
1: No, it's fair, and she's a good call that I was proud of. Um, go ahead, give me your next one. Okay,
0: I've got Mrs. Parker. She's the mother of Kristen Parker in Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three: Dream Warriors. Ooh, obscure
1: and good call.
0: Yeah, and and it kind of carries over into Part Four because she starts to drug her daughter so her daughter can fall asleep, kind of thing. So, like I said, I really tried to think outside the box because when you go on the internet and you're like, oh, moms and horror movies, it's you know there are some standards. It's, you know, Mrs. White from Carrie, it's Vera Cosgrove, another one on my list, Pamela Voorhees. Obviously, there's whoa, some...
1: Whoa, whoa, ski. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you put Pamela Voorhees on your good list.
1: Of course I did. Now, she's at the bottom of the good list, because I ranked them. She's at the very bottom. The only person who almost lost, like, got under her, and you're gonna love me for this one, is Serial Mom. But she... <laughs> but she yeah no Pavel is at the bottom. See now because- okay so it's funny how we both
0: did these lists because I went with a more true definition of good or bad. The last two on my bad list is Mama from the movie Mama and yeah. and um, the Alien Queen from Aliens.
1: Oh, my God, I have her in my good list. She's right smack in the middle of the good list. <laughs> that is so funny. And then I was—I thought you were going to yell at me for putting Alien on my list.
0: No, she's a mom. She gives birth. I mean, yeah, she's basically kind of just trying to protect her babies, but, you know.
1: No, yeah, see, that's why she's pretty high up on my good list, because she only does what she does to protect, to protect her babies and to feed her babies, and I get it. I do. And with Pamela Voorhees, again, her kid died. She lost it. I get that. I sympathize with her. And she's not necessarily bad. She has a nice cable sweater. She's (laughs) like mom vibe. She got a mom haircut. Like, like at least Mother Firefly, she's like, okay, I get that she's weird and she's kind of creepy and slutty. But no, Pablo Voorhees, she's got the mom thing down, like the polyester pants, the mom jeans. Like, I'm into it. Um, and I also think that she very much is, is, has gone crazy because her, her poor special needs child died. Yeah. So I have her too. I like mama. Good call on mama and super good call on the chick from uh, nightmare on Arm street.
0: Okay. So that rounds out my bad list. So let's get to our good list, which I have a feeling our good list are going to look nothing like each other.
1: So true. My, uh, you're, I feel like you're going to want to like call protective services when you see that. <laughs> I'm going to take your kids uh, away. <laughs> So okay, so my bottom one, I, as I mentioned, was Pam Voorhees. My second from the bottom, she's pretty good, but not great. cereal mom. Okay. Um, because she is, first of all, hilarious. Yes. And arguably more important, she's uh, she's she like she does a lot of what she does for her kids. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. When, when and and so t- even though they're both villainous, both Pamela Voorhees and Serial Mom, I'm sorry, I don't remember her character's name. She um, they both are doing it in the name of their kids, and same thing with the Queen from the Aliens, and I'll put her right because she was right above them. I I get it, they're bad people, but they're doing it for reasons that I can sympathize with.
0: Okay, like I said, I went with a very black and white definition of good and bad, but I don't. I don't necessarily argue with your reasoning.
1: Okay, cool. Thanks. What's your next one?
0: Okay, so for my first, and now you ranked yours in your good category. Um, I did not. I just listed 10 good moms. So um, my first one is Chris McNeil from The Exorcist.
1: Oh, you're killing me. She's the top of my greatest moms list. Yeah? Yeah, I love her character. I really do.
0: Yeah, she she's awesome. I mean, I am also slightly biased because it's my favorite book and one of my favorite movies. So anytime I can kind of worm Exorcist into stuff, I'm like, yeah, Exorcist.
1: No, yeah, she and, and here's my reason why she topped my list as like the best mom in horror. Because not only does she like so I feel like one of the hardest things about being a mother is that everyone assumes you're crazy and people don't believe you when you're like, no, something's wrong with my kid. I need real answers. Like, first of all, she's a working mother in the 70s in a film. A working single mother. She gets it done and, like, is sweet with the kid. Like, I, the scenes between she and Regan before she um, gets possessed are are very sweet and real to me. Um, the way she they interact with each other and stuff. Like, you can tell she's got a strong relationship with her, with her daughter. And then finally, and arguably most importantly, she, she literally stands by her kid while her kid is doing some of the most terrific things a kid could possibly do. <laughs> like I might call it at some point if my kid was masturbating with a cross. I might be like, well, we had a good run, kid. It's been real. And <laughs> never go back in that room again. She but not Christy McNeil. She fights the good fight and I really respect her for that. She's the top of my list. All right. You ready for my next one? I'm ready. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna head to the back down to the bottom of my list. Okay. And I'm going to say Annie Graham from Hereditary. She's on my list as well. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Because she, I feel like even though their, their family is a shit show, she's a good mom and she tries and she loves them. And then at the end she fights and, you know, unfortunately loses. But she she does what she's got to do for her kids. I know they're all mentally whacked out. I know they're dealing with demons. But I like her. I liked
0: her. I did too. Um, I've got Wendy Torrance from The Shining.
1: Yeah, I have her on my list too. She's pretty She's another one who's pretty high up there. Um, she, yeah, she's, she's an amazing mom and more so in the book than in the movie. Yeah, I mean, she does everything she can possibly do to protect her son. Right. And I know that the character is limited. It, she's limited by her ge- the geography of where they are. Because a lot of people are like, well, why didn't she just leave? okay, well, it's also the 70s and she's a a, a a homemaker mom who's very limited in her options. And also her husband's kind of scary. So yeah. she, I think she does a great job fighting for her and her kid. Yeah, let's see how quickly you can leave when
0: like there's so much snow on the ground that roads are impassable. You know, for anybody that lives in an area that doesn't get snow at all or gets very little snow, yeah. I'm sure, like, we have no concept of what massive snowstorms are like in the mountains of Colorado.
1: No, that's a good call, because I can barely handle the mountains of New Jersey. <laughs> all right, so my next one is Dee Wallace as Cuj- uh, the mom in Cujo.
0: I have her on my list, too. Donna Trenton from Cujo. Nice.
1: Thank you. I didn't get the name. You could tell I definitely did not do my research here. I mean, she goes through some grueling stuff to keep that kid safe
0: you know? She absolutely does. I mean, I don't know. Like, you don't ever think of a car as like an area for like a claustrophobia trigger until you can't leave the car. Until it's, you know, the middle of summer and you have you can't put the windows down, you know, the air conditioning, you know. Well, actually,
1: was there even air conditioning in that car? It was. Oh, yeah, that was part of like they were like sweating the whole time.
0: Yeah, like they're in this old, like what, like Beetle or whatever, and it's you know you don't think of that as a confined area until you cannot leave it. And when you're with you're, you know the kid is so young, and you know little kids and dogs and cats, you know it's the thing like you know if you leave a dog in the car, like it can fucking cook itself because of the the, the heat. So yeah, you know she's looking out for her kid. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that.
1: a lot to keep them safe. Yeah. Um, and she, she also ultimately like has to be the final battle, which I, I respect, you know, and, and it's, uh, it's, a, it's a well done movie. And then the bonus for me is then D Wallace in my head is never separated as the mom in E.T. and the mom and Cujo. She's the same character in my head for both of those. <laughs> so I get to shout her out for that because I hate when everybody shames her for not noticing that E.T. lived in the house. Like everybody's like, like she's the kind of mom in E.T. that I could get behind. Like she orders pizza because she doesn't want to fucking cook. And yeah, maybe there's an alien living in the house and she doesn't notice. But, you know, she notices when they drink the beer. She notices when they're not home. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, she, she does all right. All I gotta say is object permanence. Here's
0: a quick little story. Last week, I went to the grocery store. I bought microwave popcorn because I really like microwave popcorn and I don't always feel like doing the stovetop popcorn. So I come home with my microwave popcorn. I put it on top of our little pantry cabinet where all our other snacks are. And I'm like, yay, we have microwave popcorn. Then I walked away from that spot. Four days later, I happened to be in my kitchen and I look up and I saw microwave popcorn. And I had completely forgotten about the microwave popcorn. I'd never noticed the microwave popcorn, even though I've been in my kitchen several times over the last four days. So, you know... I get it. I right. get it, D. It that, like, if you're not looking for it, sometimes you don't see it. And who among us is looking for a weird, like, testicle-looking alien? None
1: of us. He does look like a testicle. You're right. He's an um, adorable testicle. I love ET. I wish my testicles looked more like ET. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also, you're right, and I agree with you. And having been to my house, you could well vouch for the fact that having kids makes your house really messy and shitty... There could at, there could be numerous aliens residing in my house, and none of us would be the wiser.
0: Pretty much. And you know what? I don't put it past your youngest for doing what Gertie did in E.T. and, like, dressing it up like a unicorn. So, No,
1: it could be one of those giant stuffed animals in her room. You're yeah. right.
0: You're, you're shit out person. of luck because you
1: definitely have an alien in your house. <laughs> it's not more than one. No, you're right. Totally right. Yeah, no, she's – but Coo- Dee Wallace's character in Cujo is a good call. Yeah. All right. You ready for your next one?
0: I'm ready for my next one. Now for this next one – I went, again, I'm trying to think outside the box. Not necessarily going for deep cuts, but sometimes they arise. Morticia Adams from the Adams Family movies.
1: No, I, I had her down and Matt fought me and said that she it's not a horror character. And I strongly disagree with him.
0: We, we called that one a horror comedy, comedy horror. It's creepy, it's kooky, mysterious, and spooky. <laughs> and you know what? Screw it. I'm into it because she's a great mom. She's a thou- oh, she's amazing. She's absolutely amazing. There's no reason that she shouldn't be on this best horror moms list.
1: I'm with you. I had her on my list, and then I let myself get talked out of out of removing her. She's great. She's an awesome supportive mom. She's I I've, I'm envious of how she and Gomez keep the magic going so strong and the like the fire in their relationship. I think I take a cue from her book. Yeah, she's yeah. she's she, she's a good mom. And you know what? If we're on the subject of 50s classic horror moms from sitcoms. Lily Munster deserves to be on there. Oh, my God, right? Like, she was always like, be yourself, girl. You got it. Um, I love her. Yeah, they were
0: both great moms. Time out for adventure, right? When I am at the age that Angelica Houston was, when she played the character of Morticia Adams, can I please look that good in a black dress?
1: Um, You know what? When I'm at that age, I'm going to look like her character in The Witches after she reveals herself. So <laughs> no, I'm not worried about it.
0: At my current age, I already look like the grandmother from Adam's family. So I'm just, I'm over it <laughs> completely.
1: Um, all right. Ready for my next one? And I can't uh, believe you haven't said it yet. Bring it on. Rosemary from
0: Rosemary's Baby. She's I've got her on my list. Okay. She's just, Like I said, I didn't rank mine. So okay. I just
1: jotted them down. But yes, Rosemary Woodhouse is on my list. What that poor woman goes through. And then, like, and pregnancy is hard. You know, like, pregnancy, you're barely a mom. You're still very much you. Like, you haven't shifted altogether into mom-dumb yet. And she goes through all this horrible stuff with her horrible life and her horrible husband and her even worse um, neighbors. And then what I love and where she gets the medal for me is when the baby comes out, and it's the baby devil, and she's like, I got you. I got you. You was my little spooky bear? You are. I get it. I do. Yeah,
0: but there's something I literally just thought of as you said that about a parallel with, uh, I don't know, maybe that's too insensitive, a parallel of like having a baby with special needs, you know, like a baby that's not quote unquote normal, a baby that might look different, have some, you know, physical malady or like, you know what I mean? Like mental malady, like the bottom line is that, you know, you love your baby no matter what. That's what you just fucking incubated and grew for nine months so it doesn't matter if your baby has special needs or if it comes out you know medically normal or if it
1: comes out like satan with hooves and yellow eyes no you've got i think that's a really fair point and i think that's a really interesting read of the of the movie that that i i think i would love to play with more i think you're right i think that also like it does so well at acknowledging and of course a man wrote the book which makes it even more surprising to me that he got it so right but it 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 shows that second where your entire life shifts on its axis and you're right no matter what's wrong no matter how you feel no matter what you've been through all that matters is that little creature that you made and yeah i get that and you're right it's it, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter who they are you're going to do what you need to to take care of them and be there and yeah no i like that a lot i think that's fair something i
0: probably should have thought of and brought up when we actually did an episode on Rosemary's baby a couple of weeks ago <laughs> no it's a good call though better late than never um, there we go. all right you're up okay i'm up diane freeling from poltergeist oh dude how did i miss her She's another one that I kind of have up there with Chris McNeil, where it's like, you know what? You do what you do for your kids. When your kid's like, yo, this place is haunted, or I hear, you know, shit's moving. or You know what I mean? Like she did what she had to do to to protect her children. Yeah, sure. She smoked a little pot, got a little nutty with Craig T. Nelson. But at the end of the day... She went through that weird jelly
1: ghost vortex to literally grab her daughter and bring her back to our world. So, two comments. First of all, smoking a little pot never makes a mom a bad mom. Number two, Craigie Craig Craig, who's not going to get a little naughty with Craigie Craig's? That's Come what on. I'm saying. You know, I'm sitting down, sparking up with Craigie Craig nails nails. <laughs> exactly, and you're right. She won the. She won it all when she went through the fucking goo to get. Um, what's her face? Marianne. Carol Ann. Carol Ann. Because you got I mean, I am gonna keep it real. I might be like Matt, I think you should do this one. Like <laughs> I I'm a really mama bear, but I'm also scared shitless of, of the clown and I'm scared shitless of what was in the goo. Like what she saw and what happened, because she came back and girl, home girl was not okay. Now she had a little gray streak going yes, on in her hair. Yes, like she had like the rogue thing going, and yeah, and and she was. But again, like what a great mom, and and she is. She really supports her kids and listens in their moments of crisis. I think to me, one of the big marks of why these the next couple of moms that you're gonna think I'm crazy for choosing, why they make my list is because even when things go so wrong with their kids. They they stick by them.
0: Maybe that is kind of another difference in our list with you actually being a mother and me running as far away from that title as I possibly could.
1: Yeah, that's fair because I think you I think you're still looking at it. From the perspective of a daughter, which I it, I have to admit is a shame because I don't even think about it in those terms anymore. Like I just think about it as in like how far I would go to do what my kids need me to do and protect them. And also go psycho if something bad happened to them. Sure. You know, you yeah. do what you got to do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was such a good one, though. I cannot believe I left her off. All right. My next one. Okay. My next, my top three are controversial. Okay. My third is um, the mother in Goodnight Mommy. I, I saw her when I went to
0: the internet to help me out. I saw her on a couple of lists. I've never seen Goodnight, Mommy.
1: Oh, it's it's pretty fucked up. It's got one one scene that I can't even... Like, I had to look away. Which, oh, to me, is the mark of a pretty effective piece of horror. But basically, and without spoilers, she winds up putting up with some crazy, fucked up shit from her kids. They, like, literally torture her. And, like, it's the worst. And she is a good mom. So like any good mom, she puts up with it because she has no choice. And again, I don't want to spoil it for you because it's a good movie. You should go watch it. But when you watch it, know that in my humble opinion, she's doing what a good mom does, which is try to survive a really fucked up situation and protect okay. her kids in the intro. Okay. Yeah. So, but I don't want to spoil it for you because it's a good movie and you should go watch it.
0: Go ahead. Heather Langenkamp from Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Um... She played Nancy Thompson in the Nightmare franchise, and in this movie, it's very meta where she actually is playing herself. Everyone kind of plays themselves, and her kid gets taken away by the evil entity that was Freddy kind of thing. You know what I mean? So she's another one up there with Diane Freeling from Poltergeist and Christmas ne- Chris McNeil in The Exorcist where you do what you got to do to save your kid.
1: Yeah. No, that that makes tons of sense, and I totally agree with you. I think that like, um, that's the mark of a good mom, and I love the way. I don't know if she has kids in real life, but Heather Langenkamp did a great job of playing very real mom on screen. Sometimes I have to say it when you're when I look at how a lot of celebrities play mom on screen, it never it often doesn't feel real. And I think it's because a lot of them live such privileged lives that they don't have our normative mothering experiences. Yeah. Um, whereas she probably lives a very normal life, so her portrayal of a mother was very real to me, which I love, because it's rare to see that. And also, like you said, she does everything she in, in her power, and she fights endlessly to protect her kid from all the fucked up shit. What you got for
0: your, uh, what, number two?
1: Yeah, yeah. All right, so I don't know if you've seen this one, but from the movie Inside... The character of sarah have i seen i think i've seen inside inside is the one where the the woman's husband died she's about to get she's about to give birth to their baby and this woman comes to their house and she decides she wants the baby and the whole movie is her fighting off this crazy psycho woman who comes to get her baby
0: Oh, you know what? I, that's not the what I was thinking of. Okay. Um, I don't know. I haven't. T- I'm gonna have to check that out. When somebody else was talking about Inside recently, and it's
1: definitely a little French extreme. I don't know if it's actually. Well, yeah, it probably is French extreme, but it's it's graphic and it's intense. And I would never recommend anybody with an actual um, with an actual baby or being pregnant watch it because it was such a weird home invasion movie. Because literally, this woman tries to take the the, the baby right out of her stomach um yeah yeah it's intense but again the woman fights hard and I think again my mark for a good mom like going to bat whenever you have to getting real taking the gloves off and she doesn't even have the baby yet out of her belly and so again that whole like that line between being pregnant and being a mom is such a blurry one and so I think deeply personal for every person I feel like that everybody hits that moment a little differently, and it's a good play on that. And she's yeah, she gets it done, dude. Okay, that's another one I'm gonna have to check out. Okay.
0: So for my next one, I'm gonna stay with the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise, and I'm gonna go with Alice from Dream Child. Huh.
1: Okay. Yeah, I see it. I I, I don't. I I feel like I have to rewatch the film.
0: Yeah, like the whole movie is she gets pregnant. And she's pretty much pregnant through the whole movie. And Freddie is trying to basically, everything is happening because Freddie has tapped into the fetus. And the fetus is dreaming. So everyone around like is awake. Nobody's sleeping. And they figure out that the fetus is dreaming. And Freddie is getting to everybody through the fetus's dreams.
1: Wow. All right. Yeah, I definitely have to rewatch that one. I don't remember that at all. That sounds awesome. You ready for my number one? And I know you're not going to like it. I think her name is Essie, but the mom from Duke. Okay. So she is post-traumatic. She's got severe depression, which is basically what the movie is a metaphor for, is mental health. And she has this kid who's a kind of a shit. And he's hard. And he's also mentally not well. And I find her ability to not only push through all that, And put up with all the world judging her for how messed up her kid is. And put up with all the BS. But also, I give her credit for The Final Battle and how she handles the Babadook. And the way that she fights her own mental health issues to be the best mom she can. Like, it's such a... Like, to me, that movie is scarier than anything else. Because, you know, as a mom who lives with mental health issues, I always am so afraid of how they're going to affect my family. And luckily, I just have, like, a touch of anxiety. I can't even imagine having severe things to deal with and be a mom at the same time. That's terrifying to me. So I absolutely love her. I find that she is so good to a kid who makes it so, like, he's such a shit to her so often in that movie. And she finds the strength to love him in spite of it. And she finds the strength to beat the Babadook. And she she does a good job. Like, she's, I really love that movie for that portrayal.
0: Yeah, I obviously don't have her included on my list because I got about halfway through that movie and had to turn it off because that kid just irked me. And, I mean, <laughs> I know that that is just kudos to the actor um, for doing such a good job of playing a little toxic asshole child. But, um, yeah, I didn't finish the movie because I just got too fucking annoyed. And uh, so, you know... That, that's why she was omitted from my list. But I can absolutely see why she would definitely make the list.
1: Yeah, and imagine being a mom and your kid's that fucking obnoxious. I would throw it in the garbage. I love that you called it it. No, I, I mean, and you know what else, too? Honestly, every parent has moments where their kid is the worst. Like, you don't, you love your kid. You don't always like your kid. And in those moments, it's really hard to still be mom. And or or dad or whomever. And that's to me what, what this movie really does well. And that's why she kind of made she squeaked to the top of my list.
0: So I'm gonna round it out. My number one, and again, it's not actually not my number one. My my final entry into the good moms. And now again, I use the term mom loosely because this woman wasn't a birth mother, but was very much the mother
1: figure, the protector figure. I went with Ripley from Aliens. Yeah. I I love it. I love that you put both the Queen and Ripley on your list. Because when I put the Queen on my list, I super wanted to add Ripley too. But number one, I was worried about your your feelings about whether or not this is actually a horror movie or a sci-fi movie. And number two, I have read a lot of feminist criticism about number two turning her into the mom figure. When she's like, you know, leave the girl alone, bitch. You know, and I, while I personally agree with you and I really love it, um, I don't necessarily know that it, it's for everybody. What they did with that character in Aliens is very divisive to a lot of feminist horror people. Fair yeah. enough. I mean, I don't have a I don't have a problem with it, but I also know that like that's my mom bias getting in the way, you right. know? Like I thought it was cool and I like that she becomes a, a like a mom figure. I don't think that takes away from her badassness. And I've had this argument with other podcast feminist podcasters about this. Um, but I, I do see where they're coming from. Did you
0: have any, um, any, any honorable mentions, anybody that didn't quite
1: make the cut that you still want to mention? No, I put everybody on my list. Like I said, I tried not to rely too heavily on other sources. So I used my own little brain.
0: Even using my brain, I did come up with a couple honorable mentions because I felt that they like literally, like I couldn't make them good or bad because I felt that they were a little of both. Okay. Give me. So my first one was Rachel from The Ring. Oh, interesting. Okay. Because, like, she's not the greatest mom, but again, at the end of the day, she does what she has to does. She does what she has to does. She does what she has to do to prolong the life of her child.
1: Yeah, yeah, agreed.
0: She fights hard. Um, I have Grace Stewart from the movie, The Others. That was the, uh, the Nicole Kidman movie. Oh, I've never seen it. Oh, it's a good one. Yeah. Another situation of, um, uh, of a mother that's not, not the best mom in the world when you, you know, put her to task with the, you know, taking care of kids. But in the end, she's doing what she thinks is best for her children. Um, and my last honorable mention, and I can say this because I very recently saw this movie for the first time and I absolutely love the movie is Kendall from the movie Mom and Dad. Ooh, interesting. I mean, yes, am I thinking about mostly I just want to be married to Nicolas Cage, absolutely. Um but yeah, so have you seen Mom and Dad? I have and I loved it. So I I think this this I think she like is my number one on honorable mention because she it, like this is literally towing the line between she's a great mom and she's the worst mom ever. Because yes, she does try to kill her kids. She wants to end their life, like all of the parents in the movie. But then she has that moment when she suddenly is like, what in the motherfuck am I doing? Right. And then she, you know- tries to you know she tries to save the kids so yeah she's again i'm very just mostly focused on i want to be married to nicholas cage but we'll get that to that we'll get to that in another episode uh but yeah <laughs> yeah what do do another ghoul talk about our love of uh nicholas cage what we would do when we marry him right uh but yeah so
1: so kendall you rounded out my uh, my honorable mention that's that's awesome she's such a good call i wish i would have thought of her because you're right she's so good and her feelings of like meh like, one thing I loved about that movie is, like, those moments where they were kind of sitting around and they were like, remember when we didn't have kids? Or, like, remember what we wanted to be and what we are now? And I feel like any parent with half an ounce of, like, self-awareness has had that moment, you know, where you're like, remember when... You know, like, so I like that movie a lot. And I thought of somebody, as we were sitting here talking, who I'd like to put on my honorable mention list. Sure, go for it. Uh, Lori Strode. Okay, yeah. From, from The New Halloween. Because I feel like they all shit on her for being as crazy as she is. And she is. Obviously, could not have been easy growing up with Lori Strode as her brother. I get it. But she saves all their asses in the long run. And in the long run she's a victim of her own trauma and she's a victim of the things that have happened to her. And she turns that victimhood into something empowering and I respect that. And I think that she, like uh, Jamie Lee Curtis did an excellent job of playing that mom. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's, 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 that's my list. That's everything I've got. The, the good, the bad, the honorable mention. Yeah. So like I said, this is our first of what I hope will be more, Kind of ghoul talk lists and uh, random things that are, you know, moving away from just looking at movies and looking at more concepts in, within the films that we love. Happy Mother's Day to all the mamas out there. Yeah, happy Mother's Day. If there's one one job in this life that is literally never easy, it is being a mama. And uh, we deserve much more than one Sunday. But happy Mother's Day to everyone out there who's in the horror community. Um, we are the best kinds of moms because we, we just are. Yeah,
0: <laughs> we're the best kinds of mom because I said so.
1: I said so. Yeah, nanny, nanny, boo-boo. Yeah, so go ahead, Jackie, take it home for us. So don't forget to
0: check us out on social media. Just search Jersey Ghouls and you will find us there. You can find us on your favorite podcast app by searching for Jersey Ghouls. And if you head to JerseyGhouls.com, you will find our podcast, our blog, movie reviews, and more. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Mother, tell your children not to walk my way. Tell your children not to hear my words, what they mean, what they say. Mother. Mother! Can you keep them in the dark for a while? Can you have them from a wedding world?
1: Oh, mother! You're listening to the Geekscape Network.